Hello and welcome to AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast. This is episode number 35. We're coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host, Aaron Vaughn. This is the show where we we rip open a random wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand of card along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way, we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners and discuss some uh, nostalgic stories about cards or players that come to mind and spread the pure joy that is ripping open wax packs. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts, and new episodes drop every Thursday. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs, and you'll see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. And we're always looking to promote veterans' charities, so contact us through one of those outlets that I just mentioned, and we'd be happy to discuss a partnership to help veterans and their families in any, any way that we can. Um want to thank everybody for their support continuing with that and um, I do have a couple comments this week I have one from my brother Curtis I love hearing from Curtis all the time Um, but he said um, I must have been talking about Mike Piazza uh, about being drafted really late um, and knowing somebody to get drafted it's kind of a luck of the draw sometimes you could be amazing or sometimes you could be a really good um, player and still not get drafted there's so many kids that don't get drafted Um, but he said, if I'm not mistaken, Mike Piazza was the very last person drafted in his class only as a favor to his dad, who was friends with Tommy Lasorda. And then he ended up hitting 400 home runs as a catcher and had a lifetime 300 average. So um, Mike Piazza, if he didn't know somebody, he may, may have never made it. And he was amazing. So um, sometimes it can be the luck of the draw. So all y'all um, baseball players that are young and you're working – you know, sometimes it doesn't seem fair, but just keep putting in the hard work and hopefully you'll get a chance. Um, um, I understand where you're coming from there. Also, Scott Farrell asked a question on uh, our Twitter handle at Ripping Wax Packs. He said, I haven't heard you talk about this. Did you ever save the actual wax pack wrapper? I used to buy a box, open everything, and then save the wrappers with the box. I wonder, I wonder if that was ever a thing. I'm a few weeks behind. Uh, so, Scott, appreciate the... Uh, comment there in the question um yeah that happens i used to do the same thing sometimes just depending on um the the year of card it was or the brand or whatever but i did that some i ended up throwing most of them away but if i would have kept them i'm sure some of them would be pretty valuable but um that is a thing if you look on ebay you can find empty wax pack boxes you can find empty wax packs wrappers um, it's crazy what people sell these days, but if you find one, a, a wax pack from a year of a brand that is, is, um, pretty valuable, um, of a card, um, a lot of times those will st- sell decently, you know, for, um, it, anything's worth what somebody will buy it for. But, um, I, if you look online at empty 1986, 87, um, basketball wrappers, uh, that are empty, um, they go for hundreds. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And that kind of scares me when you buy a pack, then you see online because people know how to reseal those packs. So some people will buy those wax pack wrappers and then they'll put, you know, 15 cards in the 86, 87 pack or year for basketball because it's has the Jordan rookie and people think they might get the Jordan rookie when they just put a bunch of commons in there, which is great to still have the card, those cards. Um, but those packs will go for $500,000 because somebody thinks they're going to get a Jordan rookie when it's been resealed. People are really good at resealing packs. So just be aware if you're buying a pack um, 
that has is from the years that you could reseal wax packs, especially from that year. You're probably not going to get a Jordan. Um, you'd have to go to somebody really reputable or make sure that it is it has been graded by uh, somebody that you would trust, a company that you trust. So um, appreciate that comment, Scott. Um, I, I would say like 1984 Donruss wrappers and baseball would probably be probably be something that somebody would sell online, but you can lock online. There are wrappers that you could buy, but yes, that is a thing, Scott. Thanks for talking about that. Appreciate those comments. Um, this week we'll be talking about 1994 upper deck. Um, I have a series two pack that I pulled and we'll be opening that. We're going to talk a little bit about that now. Um, 1994 upper deck. I'm going to read a little description here. Um, it was a 550 card issued set, um, that came in two series one was 280 cards and 100, oh, and one was 270 cards. Um, the design of the 1994 Upper Deck baseball card uh, was originally intended for 1994 SP. Uh, for 1994, the Upper Deck baseball brand name was to have been retired with the new Collector's Choice set, inheriting the flagship set mantle. Um, Upper Deck eventually decided to redesign SP and resurrect the Upper Deck baseball name, giving it the layout they intended for SP. So uh, if you look later in Upper Deck, there's something called uh, Collector's Choice, but that came, um, or it still did come around. It was just a little bit later, I believe. Um, the hobby edition of 1994 Upper Deck was regionally distributed with three different versions. So they had an East, a Central, and a West um, of the Diamond Collection, Series 1. In 1994 SP previews and Series 2 inserts. Um, 1994 SP was also to have been uh, regionally distributed. So where hobby dealers and their distributors were located dictated which inserts were available. So for example, uh, collectors in the middle of the country got packs where it was possible to pull a valuable Michael Jordan diamond collection insert. Um, because that's kind of where, you know, where the Chicago White Sox were, because that's who he was playing minor league baseball and hopefully was going to be in the pros for them. Um, but collectors along the East Coast were stuck with Cliff Floyd and Lenny Dykstra. Um, so the regional distribution scheme wasn't popular with collectors or dealers. And so the next year it was discontinued because that didn't seem fair. So you had the chance, the hobby dealers and their distributors had the chance to get the Michael Jordan if you were in that part of the country. And then if you're on the East Coast, you got Cliff Floyd or Lenny Dykstra chance. So um, they stopped doing that the next year. Um, rookie cards in this set um, include Michael Jordan as a baseball player, Chan Hoke Park, Alex Rodriguez, and Billy Wagner. So really, um, um, we're looking today for a Jordan, but I think the Jordan's in the Series 1, so we probably can't get that. I think A-Rod is in the Series 2. So if I ever find an, uh, a Series 1 pack that I have laying around, I'd love to open that too. But this one just happens to be Series 2. So I'm pretty sure the A-Rod's in that, so we're going to look for. Uh, many of these cards have been found with a significant variation on the back. The player's name, the horizontal bar containing the biographical information, and the vertical bar containing the stats header are normally printed in copper gold color. On the variation cards, these uh, areas are printed in silver. It's not known exactly how many of the 550 cards have silver versions, um, and there hasn't really been any premium established for them, so they're not worth a lot more, I guess is what that means. Um, also, all the American League Home Field Advantage subset cards, numbers 281 through 294, are minor uncorrected errors because the upper deck logos in the front are missing the year 1994. So um, this year um, in Series 1, this is this is one of the big years that they had um, – insert cards they started you know around this time 
um, maybe a year before or so, but um, this was a big year that they had some inserts. So they had an electric diamond card where there was 280 of those. There was one per pack. Um, in the diamond collection, there were 30 cards total, and you could get one out of every 18 hobby packs. Um, Mickey Mantle long shots, there were 21 cards. And there was no, it doesn't really say um, how many hobby odds there were in that those, but one out of 18 in the retail packs. Uh, Mickey Mantle's Long Shot Redemption, there were two total cards, and there's one out of every 720. I don't know if that means box. It might be, I think it's packs, 120, 720 packs. There's one in every one of the, every 720 packs. And then there, this is an amazing card. If you look at these online, they're really expensive, especially if it's graded. But there is a Mickey Mantle, and a, and a Ken Griffey autograph card. So you could get a Mickey Mantle card that was autographed um, and Griffey. They were both together, and you could get one that just had Mickey Mantle, I believe, and autographed, and you could get one that had Griffey autographed, but they're both on the same card. And you could also get one that had the Mantle and Griffey autograph, and that was really hard to get. Um, and I think they were numbered to 1,000 or something like that. Let me look that up. I know there's something about that on this. Kind of looking through this online, um, yeah, it says randomly inserted into Series One retail packs. Ah, so we have the Series Two, uh, but the Series One retail packs. I hope I find one of those at some point. Or three thousand Ken Griffey Jr. Mickey Mantle autograph cards. Upper Deck had each player signed two thousand cards, one thousand individually, and one thousand dual signed cards. The Griffey Mantle dual autograph is considered by many to be the one of the greatest autograph baseball cards in the nineteen nineties. Each card has an upper deck authenticated holograph sticker on the reverse side. So there are only a thousand of them that were duly signed. So that's a tough one to get, obviously. And then Alex Rodriguez classic alumni autograph in series two retail packs. Upper deck had Alex Rodriguez sign a limited number of his upper deck classic alumni base card, which was number 298. Um, a production of the A-Rod card was never disclosed by Upper Deck. Each card has an Upper Deck authenticated holograph sticker on the reverse side. So that's in Series 2. So we're going to look for that um, alumni autograph card. And nobody knows how many of those are in there. So we'll probably never get that one. But that's what we're going to try to get. And um, that's a really good rookie card. But um, if you look online, you could find the uh, uh, Michael Jordan cards. There's some other Jordan cards in that set, I believe, that are inserts. But the the main star rookie would be in Series One because I believe it's number 19. Um, but it's a pretty cool card, um, and you can buy, buy those online. They're not that expensive. So um, that's a little bit about 1994 Upper Deck um, Series One and Two. But we will be open a Series Two pack here as soon as we. Uh, uh, get to the YouTube part of the podcast, which is right now. All right, here we are with the 1994 Upper Deck Series 2 baseball pack here. Uh, looks like there's only 10 cards per pack. So there's the uh, wrapper. Front and the back, you got some gold on the top, and it's black. Pretty cool colors there. And it's got, uh, I can't tell who that is in the front. It doesn't have the, I'm always used to having, um, their main guy was always, seemed like it was uh, Ken Griffey Jr., but... It's look like they it looks like they just kind of put a picture of somebody and you can't tell who it is there. If some anybody knows, you could let me know who that is. All right, so let's open this pack up. See if we get that Alex Rodriguez uh, autograph card. Be awesome. Doubt that's going to happen, but we're going to try. So these were made to where it was really tough to uh, reseal. So here we go. Inside was inside of the wax pack was like silverish. All right, 
So here's what they look like. Ooh, this is an electric diamond card. We got two of them in a row. So I don't know what the other ones look like. We'll look if you see on the side there. It's this electric diamond. It says right there. Pretty cool. Electric diamond on the side there. And uh, those are a, an insert. I think those were easy to get, but they're pretty cool looking there. Preston Wilson. It looks like he's a top prospect too. So he was probably like a rookie guy. So they got they're really shiny. Um, on the back, they have a picture as well. And then, um, he has his, this has his minor league stats on it. So we'll get to a regular player that was in the pros here probably in a minute, but this was a top prospect guy, an electric diamond. So here's another electric diamond. And this is a regular card of, um, not a rookie or a top prospect. And if you can see right there, it's hard to tell, but right there's a little chip on the card. It's tough in those black areas. It's tough to keep them from getting chipped, but the rest of the card looks pretty good. But that little chip takes down the value of it there's the back or the front of the card graham lloyd and then there's the back of the card again it's got a picture and then it's got looks like it has his totals i don't know how long he i think he might have been a rookie too but um he wasn't a top prospect so let's see what the other cards look like here's one called is that's joey hamilton it's a diamond debut so another type of card that was like he needs a rookie he's, this is his debut card the shininess of these cards is unbelievable i've never opened a pack of these before this is cool yeah so this has his minor league stats on the back of it another picture who's next we got mark lewis oh man i can remember coming up watching the tribe and he was supposed to be he was from hamilton high school in ohio in the south of ohio and close to Cincinnati. And I think he went to Hamilton High School, but um, he got called up. Had a, he was great in the minor leagues, and then he just didn't quite pan out. Uh, but, man, one of the best high school players that I'd ever seen, Mark Lewis. Um, and then, yeah, this is just his normal card. So there's the picture on the front, and the back has all his years of his three-year total stats on it too. So it looks like they put all their stats on the back of it too, not just one year. Oral Hershiser. He's a great pitcher. Anybody can let me know if he's a Hall of Famer. I can't remember. I don't know if he quite had that many there that enough wins to become a Hall of Famer. Can't remember that. Um, Troy Neal. Got Juan Guzman. So these didn't really have a border on them. They just were kind of the picture, and then um, they could have been sideways, like the picture of, of Juan Guzman, or. Troy Neal's picture was straight up and down, so it just depended on the picture they took, I guess. And it has their name. It has the upper deck um, sign there on the bottom. In the back, it's got the holograph on the bottom. And then uh, it has the name of the team. And um, behind their name, which is pretty cool, it's hard to see it maybe on, on your uh, YouTube there, but behind the name, if you can't see that, it says the uh, position, it says pitcher back there. So it's, it's you kind of can't see it on on the computer, but yeah, on, on Troy Neal's, it says designated hitter right back there. So trying to get it to where you can see it. It's really hard to see on there, but believe me, it does. Ooh, here's a hall of famer, Frank Thomas. Man, one of the best hitters ever. Big Frank Thomas. He has some great numbers and huge legs. Dave Hollins. And last but not least, no A-Rod, but another really good pitcher, David Cohn. All right, so that's our 1994 Series 2 Upper Deck Pack. 
and uh, our winner of this pack and uh, a couple other wax packs that I'll send to you, uh, free of charge for you is Tracy Westfall. And I think Tracy's name got picked before, see? So if you keep on uh, liking or subscribing or commenting um, for, to the podcast or any of the ways that you can do that on the video here or um, if you comment on Twitter or anything else like that or send me an email, you get your name in there again. Um, and you could get picked more than one. And I know Tracy has some boys that love baseball cards. So um, this is episode 35 and Tracy Westfall. You'll be getting some packs there. And I know you're going to give them to your boys or your husband. And uh, I appreciate you all listening and following along to the episode. So we'll get back to the end of the podcast here and close things out. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening and tuning in. And uh, remember, you can contact us in the following ways. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And remember, on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. And we're always looking to promote veterans charities. This has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. And this is Aaron Vaughn thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.